Welcome to College News, and I am Tom Woodford. Hi there. My name is Tom Woodford, and I am the college counselor with Hilliard City Schools. <clears throat> this session today is for all of our students and parents who could not make the meeting last night. Uh, we're going to go over the college application process. Uh, it's, it's hard to believe um, as you think about it for these current juniors. They're about three and a half months away from filling out all of their um, college apps. And I know that that scares some folks. And so that is part of the reason why we are here is to help with the stress level of all this and to make sure everybody understands how this works. And as we understand what the process is, it's also important that we understand the terms and we're gonna go over those as well. We're gonna talk about ACT and SAT scores. Should we send the scores? Should we not send the scores? Are we going to apply test optional? Uh, we will talk about that and how that works as well. Um, we will also show you what the application, what the common app looks like. Uh, that will be the application that most of our students will use. Uh, we will talk about creating a plan. And then most importantly, uh, the college application process is not designed to be this stressful event. Unfortunately, sometimes it does. Uh, but as one of my current seniors said this fall, this is terrifying. And so uh, I hope to make this um, not so terrifying for not only we as parents, but most especially for our students. So no matter what your child tells you, senior year is important. The um, <clears throat> Suzanne Krua down at the University of South Carolina told me, she said, Tom, um, senior year is not a recreational activity. Please inform your students and parents that senior year, what they're taking and how well they do is a part of this holistic review. So the senior schedule counts. Many colleges are gonna ask for grades in January. By looking at grades, they can also uh, look to see if the schedule has changed. Hopefully it has not. So it's important that they keep the classes that they sign up for. Um, final grades also count. And nothing is final through this application process until the college receives the final transcript. So even if a student gets accepted to um, Ohio State or someplace like that, nothing is finalized until they get the final grades in June. And colleges do have the right to withdraw any type of acceptance for students um, who did not perform well second semester. So I know that is kind of alarming, uh, but it is the truth and that has happened to a few of our students as well. So let's talk about ACT and SAT testing. As I am making this video, all of our juniors are sitting for the SAT 
that is very, very exciting. Um, hopefully we'll have those scores back within six or seven weeks. But as we move forward and look throughout the, the summer and the rest of spring, we know that we have an ACT test on June 10th, um, July 15th. There will be an ACT in early September and towards the end of October. For the SAT, there is a national testing date of May 6th, June 3rd, and late August. There is one in early October as well. It is important when students um, are going to be using test scores as part of the application process that they send their scores from the testing agency to those colleges. Hilliard, the high school counselors, Tom Woodford, we do not have access to students' accounts to be able to send their scores. Scores must be sent from the testing agency to those colleges. So when we're talking about testing, it's important that we also create a plan. And the plan needs to work backwards based on deadlines for all of the colleges. And so <clears throat> the last ACT test next fall that's guaranteed to meet all of the early application deadlines would be the September testing date. For the SAT, the August testing date is the last test that will meet all of those deadlines. There are some deadlines as early as October 15th, South Carolina, Georgia Tech, schools like that. And so, um, so, we know, so we know that that September test will meet all of those deadlines. OSU has an early action and scholarship deadline of November 1st. And so again, scores must be sent from the testing agency, from the student or parent to those colleges that the student is going to apply to using test scores. <clears throat> Test optional, we, we hear about this all of the time. Test optional was a big movement prior to COVID, but uh, back in 2020 uh, for that graduation class of 2021, all of the colleges all over the country moved to test optional due to COVID. Um, some colleges have kept that practice and policy in place. Many colleges are rethinking that and coming out with new statements in the spring, so currently colleges are coming out with new uh, policies or practices for next year's um, application cycle. It's important that as, as everybody visits schools that you ask, what is their testing policy for next year? Do they require any type of testing score and or are they test optional? Even if a college is test optional, <clears throat> It's also important to ask, do you have any specific majors that require a uh, um, testing score? Um, sometimes in the School of Nursing at many of these colleges, they will require a, an, an ACT or an SAT score, even though to get into the university, they are test optional. To get an updated list, of all of the colleges all over the country that are test optional, go to fairtest.org. Uh, this list gets updated monthly. 
and it will give you that um, complete list of all of the schools that students do not have to send their test scores to. <clears throat> so what does test optional mean? It means that if students take these tests and they get their scores back and the scores do not reflect the kind of student that they are, then the student has the right to apply to that college without using test scores. They may apply to one school or two schools with test scores. They may apply to a few other schools without those test scores. It is up to the student. <clears throat> I always suggest if a student's test score is in the middle 50% or higher, then they should apply with those scores. If they don't, then they can select test optional. Now, many colleges, even though the high school counselors at each of the three high schools in Hilliard will send high school transcripts, we will do that before all of the deadlines, but that doesn't happen all over the country. So many colleges will use a self-reporting transcript where students, they, where they might use an outside resource, an SRAR, a SAR, and this is where um, students will self-report their high school transcript. So they'll have to put in um, every course that they've taken while in high school and put in the final grade, including all of the courses they will currently be taking as a senior. Some schools uh, will use that um, um, mechanism that is a part of the Common App. They might use it there as well. A school like Clemson uses the SAR. Uh, it is an outside vendor, so it's important that when students see that, that they also uh, complete that form. So it's important that we understand the jargon, the terminology, the language that's being used in the college admissions process. These two options right here, early decision and early action, students and parents get these two confused and they are very, very different. Early decision only about 18% of the universities all over the country use this as an option. Students can only apply to one college early decision. This is binding. This is when the student is telling that college or university that you are number one on my list. Um, if you admit me and I have committed to you that I will be enrolling at your school. There are some universities that will allow students out of that binding commitment if the financial aid packages do not match up. So, but it's important to understand that if a student applies early decision, there is a piece to this that parents will have to sign off on saying that they understand what that means. There is a piece that the high school counselor will have to sign off on saying that we have spoken to the student about this binding commitment. Ohio State does not use early decision. Ohio State uses early action. Students can apply to as many schools as they would like to 
early action. This is not binding for the student. Usually there's an earlier deadline, which allows students to um, find out if they are admitted at a much early date. Some schools like Ohio State, Miami, Ohio University, Dayton, and schools like that will use this early action deadline as their scholarship deadline as well. So students can still apply after the early action deadline, uh, but they cannot get scholarships. And that is a, um, um, a school-specific rule. The regular application deadline is usually much later. For a place like Ohio State, it is February 1st. So students who want to apply to Ohio State can still apply over the holidays next year, and they can still get admitted to Ohio State, but they cannot get any merit scholarships from OSU because the scholarship deadline is November 1st. Super scoring. This is also important too, if students are going to use ACT and SAT scores, they want to ask, do you super score? And so some schools like Ohio University will super score the SAT. Uh, Miami of Ohio will super score both. Case Western will super score both. That is when students take the um, SAT multiple times. And let's say they score 1300 both times. Ohio State, they do not super score. So they will use the SAT and say that your child has a 1300. But a school like Miami or Case Western, they do super score. They might say your child has a 1400. So they will take the highest um, math score from one of those tests, and they'll take the highest verbal score from one of those two, those two tests. And so that's how, by super scoring, a student could have a higher composite score. Most of the students are going to use the Common App. That is the Common Application. It is at commonapp.org. And then each university will have their own questions, and that's a part of their own member page. And I will be showing you what the Common App looks like very soon. After students apply, they will hear back from all of these colleges. One of these four terms should be used. Hopefully they're hearing the word admitted. Uh, congratulations, they're in. Usually when they get the admitted um, um, email or notification in their student account, that it would also give them next steps. Deferred, deferred means maybe. Uh, means maybe they're going to read all of the regular application um, that, that come in later then they will reread all of the deferred students' applications at that time and make a decision in the spring. A school like Ohio State, um, they informed all of the, defer the deferred students um, March 24th of their final decision. Waitlist, being waitlisted is a maybe also, but maybe if they have space. So the thing with a wait list is students will have to notify the school by email that they want to stay on that school's wait list. The issue with that is they will also need to um, commit to a school by May 1st. So by committing to a school, they will have to put down a deposit 
of $100, of $200, okay? And then if a college looks at their number of seats that they have available, then they look at the number of seats as of May 2nd of how many seats they've filled. Then if they have any open seats available, then they will go to their wait list. The issue is they may not, they may not invite the students off the wait list till June. They can still attend the school, they can accept that spot, but you as a parent will also lose the deposit that you put down at the first school. So that's the only issue about a wait list. Then unfortunately, um, students are going to hear the word denied. And, and that's going to happen, especially when students, even our top students, when they apply to some of the most competitive colleges in the U.S. Um, you hear stories all the time about students not getting in and they have a 36 ACT or a 1600 SAT and they're a four point plus student. That happens all the time. But when you apply to colleges that have less than a 4% admit rate, most of the students that are applying to that school are that type of student. So I think it's important that we apply to one, two, or three REACH schools, but it's important that we also apply to multiple um, safety schools as well. College visits. I know we just got back from spring break. I was able to check my email over spring break and heard from multiple students who were on college visits. They had questions while they were there or on their way home, or they just emailed me to tell me about their experience. This is something that needs to be happening throughout the spring and throughout the summer. Uh, the Common App goes live on August 1st. It's important that students are applying to colleges that they have visited. And visited isn't just showing up on campus and walking around, it is scheduling a tour through the Office of Admissions. It's important to do that. So financial aid, <clears throat> financial aid, the FAFSA, it's the free application for federal student aid will go live on October 1st, 2023. That's October 1st of your child's senior year. There are major changes coming this fall to FAFSA. The last two administrations have been working on this. Uh, there's rumor out there that it might not be ready by the 1st of October, uh, but we will hopefully know that answer. I will host a financial aid meeting uh, for all of you uh, the last week of September um, for, for next year. So we will go over everything that you have to do as a parent and everything that needs to be done to complete the financial aid process. Most colleges all over the country use the free application for federal student aid. There are some schools that will use a second document. A lot of private schools or schools on the East Coast will use a CSS profile. This is a separate document that will look at your financial assets based on tax returns from 2022 much, much deeper. Okay. Um, there are a lot of scholarship websites out there. Um, these will go live for students typically in September. And here's a list of some of the national scholarship sites. <clears throat> so when it's time to fill out the FAFSA, 
you will go to studentaid.gov. Please make sure you go to the .gov website. Uh, do not go to .com or .org. Those are not the uh, secured websites. Uh, the EFC <clears throat> is changing to the SAI, the Student Aid Index, aka that is what the number that that is the number that the federal government's going to tell you that you can afford for college. You're not going to agree with it, but that is the number that is used in the financial aid office to help create that financial aid package. Um, on every school's website, within two clicks of the homepage, there is a net price calculator. Um, this will give you an opportunity to put in some basic information and um, get a um, estimate of what the true cost of uh, the attendance at that school. When the financial aid packages come out, <clears throat> um, students a lot of times will see subsidized and unsubsidized loans on their financial aid package. It's important that the students understand these two loans are in the student's name. It is their money. It is their loan. Both of these um, loans, students can defer payment on those until six months after they finish, which is great. Um, but it's important to understand that they are very different. The subsidized loan is, is, is a loan that the federal government will pay the interest for students until six months after they graduate. The unsubsidized loan is still a federal government loan, but there will, will be interest that will accrue starting right after they take out those loans. And then another federal loan program is the PLUS loan. This is for the parent. I have noticed this year that uh, this loan option has not been showing up on some students' um, financial aid package. And so students are directed to ask the financial aid office about this. Now, these are federal loans. These are not private loans going through a bank. This is when the federal government is the bank. The interest rate is usually much better. So students are going to apply by using one of four different types of applications. Most students are going to use the first one, which is their own application. It is their common app. Over, over a thousand colleges use this one application. The second option is um, some colleges have their own application. So if students want to apply to Ohio Dominican, um, they only use their own application. Some colleges like Ohio University or Bowling Green or the University of Dayton, they use the Common App and they use their own application. Students only should complete one of those applications. The universities do not want multiple applications from one student. There is a third application called the Universal App. I'm not even sure why this one still exists. Only 50 colleges use this one application. All 50 colleges also use the Common App. I've never even seen this. And then um, an, a fairly new application is the Coalition App, 
over 350 colleges use this one application. Now, all all of the um, all of the schools that use this one application also uses the Common App. The only exception is the University of Maryland, but I do believe they will be using the Common App next year as well. So, to help all of our students. Um, Common App goes live on August 1st. I will send out a um, college news email on August 2nd or 3rd. And on that date, that, that college news email will include a sign-up genius for Common App camps. I will host multiple Common App camps throughout the month of August and into September, but I will offer a lot of them before the first day of school. I was fortunate enough this year I was able to get to over 500 of our um, current seniors before the first day of school. So we will help get, I, I will help the students get started on these applications. I'll help them select all of the schools they're going to apply to. I will help them match or link their common app to school links. Um, it's important that these two systems are speaking to each other and all of the schools that are in their common app once we link it, once we link it to school links, all those schools will show up in school links. And then that that means they have requested their high school transcripts. So then that that is the mechanism for the high school counselor to send all of those transcripts. I'll help students request letters of recommendation. That is also done in school links. When we go to the common app at commonapp.org. This is what you will see. You will click on start your application, then this screen will pop up. All students will be applying as a first year student. They will use an email as their username. They will also put in their own password. It is important that students are doing this and not parents. A pet peeve of mine is when I go to meet with students to help them with their application, and they don't know the email and the password for their application. They have to call mom or text their parent to get this information. That's telling me that the parent created it. We're already off to a, a poor start. So it's important that the student is doing this. At the very end of this application, the student has to check a box and they have to sign saying that they have answered all of the questions to the best of their ability. So if a parent is doing this, we've already falsified various documents. And so that can have an impact on a student getting in. And that has been a problem all over the country. So I will get off my high horse now about this, but it's important that the students are doing this, okay? I think it's also important that the parents have all this information. So in case it does get lost. Once they log in, students will click on College Search. So these are the five tabs of the Common App. Students will put in the colleges they want to apply to by clicking on College Search. When they do that and they put in Case Western, it'll show up right here in the dashboard. Then they add Johns Hopkins, they add Miami of Ohio, they add Ohio State, whatever. Every school that they add will show up in here. The dashboard 
is where students and parents can look to see what is required for the application process for each school. The next tab are my colleges. And so all of the schools on a student's list will show up here as well. And inside of each one of these tabs, each university has their own questions specific to them. And this is where students will review and submit and pay for their application separately for each of these schools that is done in this section. So the actual application is the third tab called, called the common application. And so it's made up of six sections. Every time you finish a section, you get a green check mark. The green check mark uh, will help kids see what parts that they that they still have open and what parts that they still need to complete in this section down at the bottom where it says courses and grades if any of those colleges require students to self-report inside of of the common app their high school transcript this is where they will do that as well okay so the common app essay prompts that is the um, sixth section of the common app. This is the writing section. These seven um, essay prompts will show up there. Students only have to choose one of them. I included these in my last three college news emails. So students can begin to work on this college application or this essay over the summer. It's important that, that they know that there is a word limit of 650 words um, for each of those essays. Remember, they only choose one of them. There's also two optional essay prompts. If students choose no, the essay prompt will go away. If they choose yes, um, then they will get a space to, to, to write th this essay. They're going to keep the optional COVID essay around for one more year. Um, this is where students have an opportunity to write about uh, maybe a special circumstance during um, COVID, uh, something, uh, a special family circumstance, future plans, what have you. Um, or they can also write about maybe what they learned about themselves during that time. The other um, optional essay prompt is very open-ended. It's just if there's something missing um, from your application, use this space to, to write about it here. I also advise students to use that space if there's a red flag, maybe on your transcript or on your application. Maybe you took some classes sophomore year and, and you might have taken an honors class and you should have taken a regular course and your grade was not very strong or some special family situation happened and that had an impact on your grades. Well, if if that's going to be a red flag, then let's write about that using this optional essay space. So the application process, there's multiple steps here. Again, I will be helping students with this throughout um, August and September. Students will need to create a student account on commonapp.org. They will need to select all of their schools that they're applying to using this one application. Step three, they will need to link 
common app, two school links. So these two systems are talking to each other. This is the system that the school counselor sends all of the transcripts. Step four is um, once we have linked Common App to School Links, all of the colleges listed in Common App will show up in School Links. That means students have requested their transcripts. In School Links, step four, two, this is where students request teacher recommendations. If a school only allows one, like Ohio State, they only want one letter of recommendation. Typically, they want that from a teacher. If a school will allow other recommendations from a coach, a clergy member, something like that, that is done inside the Common App. But that's only if they want it. Each school will have their own policies on that. Okay. And so... Um, all transcripts will be sent out through school links, and there is no charge to the student or parent. Step five is once a student applies, they'll get an email confirming that they, that they have that application, and then they'll have next steps. Students will need to create a student account at each of the schools that they have applied to, because inside that account is where they'll be able to uh, track that they have their application, they have their transcript, they have their test scores, they have their essay, they have their letters of recommendation. That's where they'll be able to notice all of that. If a school sends an email right away and it says, hey, we don't have your transcript, no need to contact the counselor right away. If your child just submitted, it takes time for those colleges to be able to process all of those things. And so many times we might have already sent the transcript, okay? Students will be able to track that, give it two weeks for that to be updated in the university's account. So what should you expect from your counselor? Your counselor will submit all forms and transcripts through school links. They will write a letter of recommendation only if it is needed by those colleges. And if it's needed, it's important that the student um, meets with the school counselor in the fall and, and ask them to write this for them. We will also have a senior profile sheet that students will need to fill out inside school links that will assist counselors and teachers in writing letters of recommendation. Please do not wait till the last minute to write to request letters of rec. Transcripts will be sent. I know our counselors will not begin to do that until the middle of September once all schedule changes are finished and we're getting finished with the beginning of the year um, uh, craziness that is um, typically happening at that time. But I know that counselors work on this every day and try to get those out very quickly. I can guarantee you transcripts will be sent out by the deadline. What to expect from, from the university? The universities typically update their um, student accounts uh, once every two weeks so students can track those kind of things. If something is missing, you can reach out to the school counselor. You can reach out to me as well. I typically can text most of those folks and find out if if they have everything there.
what to expect from me. I'm going to host a lot of meetings in the fall. I will host common app camps to help get your students started on those applications. I will have a financial aid meeting the last week of September to work through that. I will have some free application events. We do one with Ohio University and Bowling Green every year. So I just haven't scheduled those yet. Uh, we will also do another event where I'll bring in nine to 10 colleges from all over the state who are willing to come in. Uh, the only prerequisites that they have to have is they have to have their own application because you can't do the common app in one sitting. So they have to have their own application and they have to agree to waive the application fees for our students. Last year, we had nine schools and we met at the hub. Every university had their own room and students just came in and went from room to room and filled out applications. We will also um, create a system that evening when we do that, we will assist the students to request their high school transcripts. And then Mr. Maggie and I will also send those transcripts to those colleges right away. So everything will be done in that moment. Again, common app camps in August and in September. And if students or parents have any questions or concerns, feel free to email me or contact me. What to expect from parents. <clears throat> so again, this is your child's application, not yours. It's important that you know what's happening. It's important that your child is communicating with you, letting you know what they're doing, when they expect to be done, allowing you to edit, allowing you to read and see things. But it's important that you're just there for the editing piece, um, not the doing piece. And so uh, this this has become a problem all over the country, and so uh, we just need to make sure that this is not a problem here in Hilliard. And so um, we don't need to talk any more about that, but this is something that I am passionate about. This is something that we have to make sure that um, students are taking care of all of this. And I know they're busy. I know they have a lot of things going on but this is something that they have to make a priority. <clears throat> questions to ask, here's a list of them. Um, I've sent home a list of questions to ask when you're on college visits and things like that in the last few college news emails. I do think it's important that when parents and students are going on college visits, that they are asking questions. Here are a few other of those types of questions as well. And social media, I know parents have been talking to students for years about this. It is important. A lot of colleges are using uh, social media to look up students because they are being held accountable for students that attend their college. And if something happens and there's been a documented history of such actions uh, through social media back in high school, then those colleges and universities are held accountable for that. And so many colleges will sometimes spot check on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, things like that, what is being posted. Sometimes colleges might friend a student on Facebook so they can send information out to students about upcoming events on campus. It's quick, easy, and cheap for them. But at the same time, then they can see what is being posted. <clears throat> so we need to create a plan. 
a plan of what students and parents need to be doing now and August 1st. So students and parents need to be coming together, coming up a list of colleges, and students should have visited those colleges to see if those colleges are going to re remain on their list. You should know the deadlines and the timelines for the application and financial aid for each of those schools. Make a decision. Am I applying test optional to these schools? I'm choosing not to apply with test scores to these scores. And create a plan of when students are going to be filling out these applications. Each, each week, fill out, create a plan. I'm going to work Sunday night. Tuesday evening for 30 minutes, Thursday evening, and then again on Saturday afternoon. Create that plan, and that will help them stay on track. I suggest that the earliest deadline they have is November 1st, that they set a goal for themselves to be done by October 15th. You want to be done early. Do not wait till that deadline date. So is this college admissions process fair? Um, I guess it all depends on who you talk to. Um, every year, um, I get surprised of students who get into set schools. I get surprised of students who don't get into set schools. Some of the private schools out there, schools on the East Coast, they use finan financial aid as a part of the admissions process. A lot of colleges will take on special talents as to help kids get admitted. The special talents could be being an athlete or in the arts. Um, is that fair, not fair? Again, it all depends who you speak to. Sometimes where a student is from, colleges are trying to create a uh, diverse class and diversity, uh, part of that is where students are from. I know Ohio State's going to admit students from every county in the state of Ohio. They're going to admit students from every state in the U.S. And they'll admit students from, from at least 24 or 25 countries all over the world. Some schools, um, students have an, an, an advantage if their parents are a graduate from that school. Is that fair? Again, that, that changes with who I speak to. So, so my suggestion is to create a college central place at home, a place where the students can work on their college applications. Parents know when the students are sitting at that chair in the dining room, they know that they're working on their um, college applications. I would also go to Target and get a file folder and every university that is on a student's list should have their own file all of the documents or materials they've collected from each of those schools should be in each, each college's own file. We don't wanna make piles and put those on the island. Things are gonna get buried. We wanna create files and put them in College Central. And maybe even have another chair at that table in that space. And that's where maybe ACT and SAT prep is happening at that point in time as well. So um, I hope that this was something that was useful for you. Um, feel free to reach out to me via email. Follow me on Twitter. I'm always tweeting out things about upcoming meetings, financial aid, 
and and things like that. So please reach out to me. I love what I get to do. I'll be in the office till June 30th to meet with students and families. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Thank you. Thank <music> you.